so grateful that he does. Again, let me say what a privilege it is to be with you and for my brother Ron to invite me to come to this meeting. And I will say that you do not want to miss tomorrow evening with your special guest that he has coming to minister to you. Brother Floyd Lahan, you will be blessed by his ministry. You do not want to miss. He, I have uh, been going to uh, camp meetings for many, many years. And uh, I've listened to Brother Han preach many, many times in camp meetings. And uh, through the years, I've been in services where Brother Floyd Lahan has taken his Bible and laid it on my chest, laid it on my head. He's prayed for me numerous times through camp meetings through the years, always been blessed. You will be blessed by the ministry of Brother Floyd Lahan tomorrow evening, so make plans to come. And, but it is a joy to be here with each one of you, and may God just richly bless this weekend. Camp meeting is a wonderful, wonderful time, isn't it? And I'm so grateful to be a part and thankful for the invitation to come uh, to be in camp meeting. And good to be with uh, Brother Mills, Brother Phil, other ministers, Tim, the others that are here. Uh, thank God for every single one of you. Uh, you are a blessing and your ministry is very valuable. Let us go to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4. I'm going to read a scripture to you just in a moment in this verse of scripture that we have. I want to take you to Mount Horeb in Israel to a, to a dark place, a dark cave. Inside the cave sits a lonely prophet of God. This godly man is elderly now, probably in his 80s, and he feels alone. He feels this way because he has completely given up on society. Some 40 days earlier, this prophet had begged God to strike him dead. He was convinced the nation is too far gone and the church is backslidden beyond repair. Revival is simply impossible now. There is no hope left. Lord, I've had it. Please take away my life. But listen to what he says in verse four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. There's something about this moment, there's something about this time that I want you to focus upon. He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Notice those little words there. It is enough. Now, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my 
fathers. Let us pray. Father, tonight, as we look into the word of the Lord just for a few minutes, I pray that you would just touch our hearts, touch our minds. During this first service of this weekend camp meeting, I pray, God, that you would just pour your spirit out upon us and let us recognize that we have a responsibility, that we are here for this time, for this moment. I pray blessings upon each one of us as we receive the word together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Who was this prophet? He was a prophet named Elijah. Here is a prophet called to speak to a nation who was forgetting God. We must never forget we have been called by God. He was the right man for his age and he had the responsibility to speak to it. But he felt he was not being heard. We're here tonight because we have been placed here for this moment. We stand at a time like we never have stood before. Like Elijah, we ask if our voices are being heard. We question like Elijah, is the nation too far gone? Some may even feel like he did. It is enough. But we must never forget past victories. God is still with us. So I want, to, I want you to understand today, Elijah came to a despairing state just hours after he'd won the greatest victory of his lifelong ministry. Let me remind you of the story on Mount Carmel. Elijah faced 850 prophets in a life or death showdown over whose God would prevail. Some 450 of these prophets served the pagan god Baal. The other 400 were priests of the idolatrous groves built by wicked Queen Jezebel. Now in a demonic ritual, the Baal prophets begin dancing and wailing, trying to awaken their God. When the frenzy finally ended, the prophets lay bleeding profusely, totally exhausted. But then something happened. And here is where I want to take you tonight just for a few minutes. Then Elijah stepped up for his moment, for his turn. I want to tell somebody this weekend that this could be your moment. This could be your time. This could be your turn to step up and to speak. He simply called on the Lord and instantly supernatural fire fell from heaven. Let me ask you, are you ready to step up and take your turn or your moment? The engulfing blast of heat consumed both the prophet's sacrifices and the 12 barrels fulls of water he poured around it. It even consumed the rocks on the altar. What a display of God's almighty power. The false prophets trembled at the sight and the backslidden Israelites who were 
present all fell to their knees crying. In chapter 18 and verse 39, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. I've come to tell somebody tonight that he is still God. Regardless of what you may see happening, regardless of what you may see going on on the evening news, what you may see when you drive down the highway, what you may hear on your radio, let me tell you, there is still a God. He's still alive and he's still able to touch us. He's still able to refresh us and renew us. And camp meeting is a good time to find out that he's still God. Elijah then slew every one of the eight 150 false prophets. Suddenly revival was back in Israel. Now I want you to notice something. Victory did not come until Elijah did something. We find the word tells us that he he stepped up and said unto the people, how long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. He had a responsibility to speak to his age. I believe it's time for someone to step up again and proclaim that he is still God. It is our responsibility to do so. This includes each of us here in this service. You see, Elijah came unto all the people. He spoke to all those present and said, call on your God. See if your God will answer you. Call on your God. See if he will speak. And I will call simply upon the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. I still believe that God will answer. The prophets of Baal prayed. Nothing happened. After a while, then Elijah the prophet said, okay, it's my moment. In essence, he said, it's my turn. Hallelujah. So Elijah said, all of the people come near to me. And all the people came near unto him. And after he had repaired the altar, he lifted his voice and said these words, hear me that the people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And then something happened. The Bible said the fire fell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad to know tonight that we can still step up when it becomes our moment, when it comes our turn to speak. We can still speak with authority. We can still speak with truth what the word of God has said and somebody will still hear us and the fire can still fall. Oh, hallelujah. It was not until he stepped up and called the people to come near until he moved into action that the fire fell. The enemy would like for us to be like Elijah because of the pressure of a sin-ridden society because of what's going on in our world that we should find ourselves a place and sit down and request that someone else speak to this generation. But let me say this to you tonight very loudly and very clearly. We have a responsibility and we must be the voice to speak to this generation. We've got to be the one to speak at this particular time. You may be tired. You may feel weak. You may think, I cannot move into the future. This is sort of the way Elijah felt. 
you can do so because God is still speaking. Our God is still the one who will give us strength to rise up and speak. This is why we are here in another setting like this because it is a good time to be renewed, refreshed, and strengthened and anointed. Does anybody believe that we can still be renewed? Does anybody believe that we can still be refreshed? Does anybody believe that we can still be strengthened by the power of God? And does, is there anybody in the house that believes one more time we can still be anointed by the power of a holy God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's time to be reminded that God has placed us here in this time and it's our time to reap the harvest. In this service tonight, we're going to be reminded that until he comes, we've been called to be a church moving in the power of his spirit. Even in crisis times, this is a time to remember God will show forth his power. Yes, we are in crisis time. It doesn't take long to look around and see that things are unfolding on a per second basis that's taking us quickly down a path we don't want to go. But I want to tell you that's why Elijah was sitting and requesting it's enough. That's why Elijah was sitting under the juniper tree and saying, Lord, just let me die. I'm not any better than my fathers. I've had enough. It may feel like you've had enough, but it's time to step up and be reminded that our God is still able. Our God is still on the throne. He's still able to sweep over us in this camp meeting and he's able to refresh us and renew us and strengthen us and we can leave this place on fire for God because he still will touch us. When it looks like the odds are against us, God will prove himself true. He will prove himself strong. He will always show his mighty power. Do not give in or give up. We are not just anybody. I said we're not just anybody. We are a church moving forward. We have been called for this time. Elijah was called for his age and time. We're here today because it's our turn. This is our moment. I think this would be a good time to praise the Lord because we understand that God has called us for this moment. You may have walked in here tonight and you said, oh, Brother Ron's called another meeting. You know why he's called another meeting? Because this is our moment. You know why he's called another weekend series of services? Because this is our turn. It looks like the world's taking their turn and they're doing it freely. But when they need to hear a voice, it's our turn to speak. It's our turn to speak. Because we're going to speak what thus saith the word of God. Hallelujah. We are not just anybody. It's a good time to praise our 
God. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Praise brings God near. Praise forms an atmosphere. Oh, that's wonderful for a personal interaction with God. In Psalms 22 and 3, the writer refers to God as thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. This is what had stopped. The praises had ceased. And here's a prophet of God feeling like it's enough because there wasn't praise going up. There wasn't true worship going up. And something had to happen. Who is God? Elijah, it matters not how depressed, how dejected, how disappointed, or how defeated you may feel. You've been called. You've been chosen for your age, for your time, for your moment. Get out from under the juniper tree and start praising the Lord. I still have something for you to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you feel like heavens are sealed and all the channels are closed, start praising God. Praise will bring you into the presence of God. Camp meeting is a good time to praise the Lord. Camp meeting is a good time to remember that it will soon be our turn to speak. And if we'll rise up and speak, something will happen. God will use you and he'll direct you and revival can come forth because of you rising up and speaking with authority. Elijah would not be defeated. When he stepped up and proclaimed to the people his God would answer by fire, the fire fell. Church, we will not be defeated. When we step up because he's already told us and we need to be reminded, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell is not going to prevail against it. I want to somehow to convey to each one of us that that we belong to this age and have a responsibility to speak to its problems and its evils. I said, we are a people. We are an age right now that needs to hear a voice. We've got to be that voice. It's our turn to believe God. It's our turn to be faithful. It's our turn to be anointed. It's our time to step up and speak with authority. It's our time to believe in another miracle. It's our time to experience revival. It's our turn to believe where God's finger points, his hand will make a way. He pointed across the sea and his spirit cleared the path so that Israel crossed on dry ground. Notice that. They went through on dry ground. God did not destroy the sea. He only opened the way and let Israel through it. Israel was not called upon to eliminate the tide. They were preserved in its mist. They triumphed over it and traversed its wildest, furious waves. The sea remained as deadly as ever. Everything around us may look like the odds are against us, but our world is turning around and going another direction, but we must still go forward in faith proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you believe God, when you know you've been called by God for your age, you can rise up and then you can speak with 
confidence. Elijah thought he was alone more than once, but he found out God would move upon his life and he would rise up and have a victory. He also would find out that there were 7,000 who had not bowed their knee to Baal. I want to tell you tonight, you're not alone. We're a church. We're a mighty moving force. We will not surrender the flag of defeat, but we will rise to raise the flag of victory because this is our age and this is our time to speak to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may ask the question, where are we going to find the kinds of leaders that will take us to the next level of our kingdom potential? The good news is that God is raising them up. Hallelujah. I said God is raising them up. It's not something I'm doing or you're doing. We're just a voice that's proclaiming the word of God. But down inside of your spirit, God will speak to you and you just might be the one in this camp meeting that he'll be raising up for such a time as this. It just might be in this meeting that you will be the one. Oh yes, we must be a voice to proclaim the power of God. We belong to this age and have a responsibility to speak to it. I'm here today because there are great men who came before me. I'm here tonight because these men that God would put his anointing up on, they realized they had a moment. They had their turn in their age. This past week I was in my office and I was thinking about Elijah, how he had to step up for his time. My mind began to focus back upon men and women of days gone by that, that stepped up through the years in the role of leadership because it was simply their moment. It was their moment. It was their time. It was their turn. We know there will need to be another voice like Elijah that will speak to their age and time. Let me say, we owe a great debt to our heritage which can be paid only with faithfulness and honor. I thank God for the voices that had their time to speak to their age and time. We, may, we will never forget them. But we must move into the days ahead with confidence that God is leading us to greater victories because this is our moment. This is our time. If I would have had the time to be able to scroll the names upon the screen, when I reflected back upon when I began to feel the call to ministry and I felt that very young, I remember the old 25th Street Church, and the old Edgewood Church, and a lot, a lot of the younger folks may not know about those times. But there were, in this vicinity, in this area, 
when I felt like, God, you're calling me. You're going to call Phil and later on Ron would come. I got to thinking about those voices that was there for me that I didn't know it at that particular time, but they were voices that would speak to me and they, would, they realized that their turn would soon come to an end. Their moment would cease and somebody else would have to step up and to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And so I, I can remember those individuals. Of course, I can start with, first of all, my precious dad, who's probably got his heavenly watch on right now, saying, son, you know the rest of the stories. But it was, it was dad's turn. It was his moment. But at an early age, I felt the call. and It wasn't my moment yet. It wasn't my turn yet, but I was standing beside him. I don't know where Phil was embarrassed. Well, I wasn't going to say anything about him tonight. But, but dad will tell you of those times that we stood on the courthouse lawn. I played the guitar and sing, and dad would sing, and I'd play for him, and then he'd preach. And I remember them people on the other side of the street pulling down those windows, you know, where the old radio station used to be, I guess, what was it, w, WCNB or something like that. Yeah, I was on the radio in my younger years. But I watched the people pull down the Windows, because they didn't want to hear what dad was saying, but it it was his turn, it was his moment, it was his time. And I stood there with him and what was happening, he was, I was getting prepared for moments just like this tonight. But then this week I began to think about all of these men that when I said, I feel like I'm called to preach, feel like the Lord's going to direct me that way, all of a sudden all these guys began to speak. You never know when they were going to do it. Oh, how many times, how many times at 1109 West 10th Street, I'd walk into that church as a young man and Brother Irvin Steele. I could just walk up, sit over on the side where the men were sitting over there and just go in to have church, go in and have church, you know. But Brother Steele realized it's going to be his turn someday. It's going to be his moment someday. And uh, Brother Steele sat over there in his spot and he'd look over there every once in a while and I'd go in there and he'd look over and he'd sort of wink at you. Like, get ready, boy. Brother Irvin Steele called me a man with a hundred songs back then. But all, all, you wasn't scheduled to preach. You just walk in there and sit down and you know what was happening? He knew that one day It'd be somebody else's turn. It'd be somebody else's moment. Brother Ever Steele would say, come out here and say what's on your heart. He was getting me ready for my turn. Man, I got to thinking about those voices that were there for me 
And most, most, of them, most of them shouting on the hills of glory. And I, Brother Irvin Steele, let me see if, see if you remember any of these. Brother Irvin Steele, Brother James Parrott, Brother W.H. White, Brother Dexter Whirl, Brother Matt Whirl, Brother Heisel Carpenter, Brother Daryl Hurts, Brother Aaron York, Brother Claude Ely, James Gay, Johnny Carter, Leon Petrie, Arlie Petrie, Harley Hensley, Ellis Allen, B.J. McKinney. You know what? Old B.J. McKinney thought something enough of this. He said, Betty, you need to be licensed. He started his own B.J. McKinney Association. The next thing I knew, I got licensed. I was a licensed preacher. You know what? He's seen something in me. Phil's probably got one of those licenses too, I imagine. But you know what? I got license on my wall from an exhorter's license, licensed minister, ordained bishop, bachelor of theology. All of those are in the office. But I've also got one. It says B.J. McKinney Evangelistic Association because there was a man that said, someday it's going to be your turn. It's going to be your turn. I could, the list could go on and on and on. Brother Mills, the lambs over in Ohio, men that we probably thought, who are they? The Collinses. Just on and on and on. These men saw something in us. My wife's brother, Bobby Lee, 10th Street, took us young people in, worked with us, helped us, pushed us on, pushed us on. That's why we are here because somebody said this is going to be your moment. It's going to be your time. There's special people in your life. There's special people in your memories that you don't ever forget. And I'm here because I've seen a display of God's power. There's people that may have got discouraged. There's people that may have got tired, just like this prophet of God did. And he said, it's enough. There's things that happen. There's pressures on that comes. But all of a sudden, all of these men said, there's gonna be a day we're gonna be gone. We're not gonna be here. And somebody's still gonna need to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. And many of these men have gone on. They've done met their reward. And they're shouting on the hills of glory. But now it is our turn. It is our moment. This is our time. And what are we going to do? Let me tell you, it's not just a past memory that we need to hang on to, but this is our moment. This is our hour and in this camp meeting it ought to be a good time for us to recognize that our God will prove himself true. When it looks like the odds are against us he'll still lead us. God proved himself strong in the days of Esther. Don't have time to get into all that. Mordecai and Esther it was, it was their moment. It was their time. He had a little David when there was a great threatening and 
the armies of Israel needed the giant to fall. He had a little David. It was his turn. It was his moment. He had a Moses when his people needed to be liberated from Egypt's bondage. He had a Nehemiah when the walls of the holy city were destroyed. He built them back with great opposition. We know what Elijah did. Look what happened in the book of Acts. There was a people that came their time. It came their turn. God will have someone for our day, our time. Will it be you? Rise up and believe this one thing in Philippians 4.13 that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Let me say this tonight. Let me, let me finish here. Sister can come. Every single one of us in this room, I talked about Elijah. It was his moment to step up. It was his moment to step up. It became his turn to be a leader, to do something for God. And if you're a Christian tonight, if you're saved, if you've been called of God, could I tell you that somewhere there's gonna be a moment, there's gonna be a time when it is going to become your turn. So how will you react when it becomes your turn? Let me say what we do tonight we have got to do together. Every one of us have to take our turn to be what God wants us to be. Now yours may be different than mine, but every single person in this room will have to take a turn. When we get to where we're going, we will if we work together. We will if we'll do together what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. I was thinking this last few days how we must move together. Have you ever have you ever looked up into the sky and seen a group of geese in a V formation. Geese stay in formation. There's something about it. They fly in a perfect V formation. Studies have shown that flying this way and using this kind of teamwork, adds, it adds 71% flying range for the geese than if they tried to fly alone. 71% better off when they're flying together in that V-shape. This is because as each bird flies, flaps its wings, Studies tell us that it creates an uplift that reduces air friction for the birds that follow. So every time that bird's flapping that wing, it's helping that bird behind it. 
We will get to where we're going faster if we move together. Moving forward in the power of the Spirit and letting the, letting the wind, let the wind of the Spirit lift us up and move us on. Geese, stay in formation. Something else. Whenever a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag of resistance of trying to fly alone. And so if it gets out of formation, it quickly tries to get back in formation because it feels that uplift and it makes it easier. Don't get out of formation. Get in the spirit. The formation not only makes it easier to fly, but it increases a flock's overall visibility as well as their power to see. Now here's something else about this flock of geese. I said earlier that every single one of us in this room are gonna have to have a turn. These birds that are flying in the air in this formation, there's one out there leading. You'll see that one out there leading. He's, he's leading. But for the lead, the lead bird in the formation, the drag is high. And when the lead goose in the formation tires, you know what happens? He rotates back into the formation and another goose takes its place. That lead bird will get tired. Elijah got tired. He got out of formation. He got down under the juniper tree. He had to have some help. Somebody had to come alongside and help him. But that lead bird, when it gets tired, will rotate and these birds, you got to realize, they're going to go back to where they were born. It may be a, a 3,000-mile journey that they fly back to every year. Almost 3,000 miles, and that lead bird's going to get tired. But every, every single bird in that flock will have its turn to be a leader and to lead that flock to where they're going. In this camp meeting, are you ready to move into the lead position while others fly behind you? They feel the draft. There's something about it. Another thing about these geese is, is that they are a noisy bird. They recognize and support each other. Some say they honk to encourage each other to fly. That's why praise is important. We're helping somebody else. You know something else about these birds? They will leave no goose behind. They stand by their flock in good times and bad times. You understand that if one of these birds 
gets sick, if one of these birds get wounded, you know what's going to happen? If one of those birds get out of that formation because they're sick or they, they're getting ready to die, there'll be two more of those birds that'll fall out of that formation and fly with them to where they can find rest. And these two birds will stay with that one that's wounded until they're well or till they die. And once that happens, that bird will begin to lift its wings again and fly back up. And it will try to catch up with that formation it just left or it will catch up with another flock of birds that's going that direction. I'm telling you, we're having camp meeting because we're not going to leave anybody behind. We're having camp meeting because we're not going to leave anybody behind. These geese maintain priorities. They stay committed to their team and their purpose. These geese will, migration routes do not vary. They will travel over 3,000 miles to return to where they were born every year. Let me tell you, is there anybody here tonight that would be willing to say, I'm going to get to where I need to be so that when it comes my turn, I can take the lead position and we can keep flying on. We can keep flying on. Oh, we may have some birds that fall out of formation, but there's going to be a couple of us going to come alongside and we're going to stay with you until you get well. You can fly again. You can fly again. I've seen a lot of folks wounded. Maybe we left too quick. But it's time we stay with the flock because we're headed somewhere and our journey is soon to come to an end. Look at everything going on around us. We're getting close to where we're supposed to be and that's called home. Would you stand with me this evening? Father, I just want to thank you tonight that the prophet of God, even though he felt tired, even though at the beginning he felt like it was enough, even though he felt like that he, it'd be better that he just might die. When you spoke to his heart, when you came alongside him and strengthened him, there was still much for him to do. Father, tonight we look around us and we see a lot of things happening, but we know you're still with us. And in this camp meeting service tonight, this particular place Lord there's folks I believe that you want to speak to you want to draw us closer to you this is our moment this is our time and every one of us in this room will have our turn we'll have our opportunity and help us to be ready to take advantage of it Help us to be like this lead bird just to fly with confidence that you're with us. 
we're going to get to where we're going because you are going to make us strong. Father, I thank you tonight for what you're going to do among us. In the marvelous name, the name of Jesus. Here's what I'd like for us to do tonight. If if you'd like to be, if you'd say, preacher, I'd like to be one of those when it comes my turn to, to lead that flock to victory. You know how we're going to become the leader? It's by simply calling on the Lord. So I want us to come and just call on Him. You can kneel, you can stand, but I'd just like for us to just come. And let's prepare our hearts for that moment when it's going to be our turn. We don't know when that's going to be. It may be on the job. It may be the person you see at the store tomorrow. But it's going to be your turn. It's going to be your moment. And how you respond can make a difference where somebody lives or dies. How will you react when it comes to your turn? I believe there's people here tonight that's going to be prepared. Would you come? Let's just stand or kneel, however you want to do it. We're going to prepare for our moment, for our turn, when the Holy Spirit will use us. When the Holy Spirit will use us. When the Holy Spirit will use us. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, when it comes our turn, we want to be ready. When it comes our moment, like Elijah, we want to be able to pray the prayer of victory. Just a 63-word prayer, but when it was finished, the fire fell. Oh, yes, he was discouraged. Oh, yes, it looked like he was alone in moments when maybe he got out of formation. But when the Spirit of God would move upon him again, he would be able to rise to the occasion and speak with authority and say, Who is God? Let us be that voice that will shout out, We know who God is. Let us be that voice that will shout out to the world, We know who it is that will bring victory. Oh, God, touch touch hearts, touch lives in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, when it comes our moment, when it becomes our moment, when it becomes our time, God, anoint us for service. Anoint us for that moment when we'll have to take the lead position. Oh, hallelujah. Help us to be ready for that moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lead us, guide us, direct us. Let your spirit, let your power, let your anointing fall upon each one of us. Lord, we're preparing ourselves for for the moment that you're going to use us You're going to work through us. You're going to help us. We're going to be victorious in the name of Jesus. We're going to rise up. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to be cast down. But we're going to rise up with victory. You can use anything. Oh, yes. Oh, let us be able. Let us be able to move into that rightful place. 
place, that rightful place, Lord, to be used of Thee. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Jesus, through me. In Jesus' name. You can use it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, use me, Lord, use me. Let us take the moment that you're giving us. Let us be able to lead with power. Let us be able to lead with victory. You can use Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor Jade Abrams here. I just want to thank you for watching and joining with us today. We're so glad that you chose to be with us. We just encourage you to stay in contact with us. Click, follow, subscribe on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date what's happening here at PTC. We bless you in Jesus' name and we love you and so does God. Have a good day.